It's the 1st of August and you're tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ware. We're going to stay in the MEAC today. Happy Hump Day. As a matter of fact, two days, really one more day before Friday and the weekend is on. We're going to stay in the MEAC today and we're going to, to go uh, to Tallahassee. We're going to take a look at the Florida A&M Rattlers. And as a matter of fact, they have a new Head football coach Willie Simmons comes over from Prairie View A&M after three years with the Panthers. Was pretty successful. I mean, he didn't finish any higher than third in the Western Division. But that Western Division of the SWAC, extremely tough, really dominated by Grambling. And then that second place team was always Southern. But no less than seven wins for Prairie View A&M in each of those three seasons. And so as a matter of fact, on this past Friday, had a chance to catch up with Willie Simmons in person at the MEAC Media Day and talk with him about family. You know, yeah, that's good. But you know what? And I was just talking with you off mic. Like, I think you may be the only coach associated with two programs that were top ten in our HBCU football recruiting rankings because uh, Prairie View was like time for a second. I forget where FAMU is, but you did a really good job there. But can you kind of kind of speak to recruiting because you had a tight window to still be able to recruit some guys to FAMU. Well, you know, it's always a, a, a challenge whenever you transition. Um, you know, I left Prairie View uh, the 1st of December and got to FAMU in essence during the dead period, you know, so it's not, not a lot of recruiting that you can do during that time. Uh, and then once once the, the, the recruiting period opens back up in January, you got about three weeks. And so fortunately, we were able to put a staff together quickly um, to be able to hit the road. Um, the good thing about our staff is a lot of those guys are from Florida uh, who already have Florida ties. And so we were just able to kind of put them back in their, in their backyards. And they already had some inroads with some, with some high school coaches in the areas. And so we felt like we were able to put a really good class together. And um, we were excited about it. But, again, I took my hat to the job that, that, that you know, Coach Dooley did at Prairie View um, going in. You know, after I came in in the same situation and putting together one of the top classes in, in HBCU football as well. Absolutely. For, for you coming to FAMU, it's a homecoming uh, of, of sorts. Do you, I, I'm not going to say it was – do you feel like maybe it was some unfinished business at PV? Because you were doing some really good things, but, boy, it was tough to overcome Grambling and Southern. Well, you know, again, uh, I think in that league, of the six years I was in the league, it's like the, 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 the shift of power followed me. <laughs> you know, we were over at Alcorn. I mean, the East was really strong and the West was kind of down. And then as soon as I took the preview job, I mean, Grambling had their resurgence. You know, Southern was, was, was really playing good football under Odom at the time and still, still are today. And, um, but you know what? I mean, we, we feel like we, we turned the program around. Um, you know, that was one of my points when I got there was we want to we want to reestablish Prairie View. Uh, we wanted to rather as a, as a viable program, a competitive program, one that's competing you know, annually for championships. And we were able to do that. So, I, you know, of course, we didn't achieve the ultimate goal of, of winning a, a conference championship. You know, but we felt like we, we, we created a foundation um, that they can build upon. And now we're charged with doing the same thing here at FAMU. You know, they, this program historically is, is probably the top program in the conference and, uh, you know, hadn't performed up to that as of late. So, you know, we got to come in and, and dig our teeth in and go to work and, and get ready to, you know, take on the challenge in a conference that's full of great coaches, um, that's full of great players. And, um, you know, again, that, that gives us an opportunity to continue to, uh, raise our brand here at Florida A&M um, because I do feel like we have the chance to be one of the top programs in FCS football. 
Yeah, is that one of the is that part of the reasons or one of the reasons you came because you left? Uh, you know, it wasn't like you were on your way out or the program was bad and or you got fired or whatever. You left a good program. So was that one of the reasons? Because not only were you coming back home, you know what FAMU's football is about, and you have a chance to reestablish that brand, as you said. Well, no question about it. You know, again, uh, when you look at college football, especially black college football. Um, you know, there, there are a few names, uh, especially within these ranks, uh, that immediately jump out. You know, a Grambling, you know, a, a Southern, a, a Jackson State, and right up there with them is FAMU. You yep. know, and, and again, uh, each program uh, in these conferences within their right have had their quote-unquote heyday. Uh, but you look traditionally over the course of history. I mean, FAMU has been right there. You know, for, for a very, very long time. And, again, a lot of that's attributed to Jake Gaither and the job that he was able to do there, um, bringing the program to national prominence. And then, again, Ruta Hubbard taking over and winning the, the, the very first 1AA national championship, still the only HBCU to have an outright uh, FCS championship to, to our name. Uh, and then carrying over through Ken Riley and then Billy Joe, you know, coming in and, and, and bringing the Rack Boys and the Gulf Coast offense um, to, to lead the nation scoring about every year. So, again, just the, the coaching tree that I'm following uh, is really second to none. And so it's, it's a huge opportunity, a great opportunity, you know, for me personally in, in my coaching walk to be able to be mentioned in the same name, you know, same likes of those guys and, and being in charge of trying to bring this program back to national prominence. You did some good things as a player at Clemson. Sounds like you maybe uh, wanted to go to FAMU. Well, you know, when I left uh, Clemson in 2003, um, you know, I attempted to transfer to FAMU. You know, my mom was having some health complications, um, you know, kidney failure, and, and I wanted to be closer to her during my senior year. And, uh, of course, that was during the time where FAMU had made the transition to be a provisional um, FBS team, <clears throat> 1A at the time. Yes. And, and at that present time, at that current time, uh, you couldn't transfer from a 1A to a 1A. Uh, and play immediately and, uh, and now you can if you graduate I had already graduated but that was before the rule was passed and so we were deemed ineligible you know not, and I wasn't the only one there was about 13 other transfers um, that, that couldn't play that year and um, but I was excited about the opportunity to come play for FAMU because that was something even though I signed with Clemson even though I had a lot of uh, you know, quote-unquote big-time offers to you know some power five schools you know it, growing up in, in outside of Tallahassee I mean it's just one of those things where you you want to put on that orange or green and uh, they had the opportunity to do that uh, was something that I relished. Um, but now to come back as a coach, uh, it just coming full circle, again, is something that, again, they say the Lord works in mysterious ways, and, and he's really lined things up to, to bring me back home and just really excited about this opportunity to lead this great historic program. You know, so let's talk personnel. I mean, when I think about offensively, let's see, was it Ryan Stanley, quarterback. So is he the I mean, good quarterback? I mean, he, you know, he, he, he not only throws the ball well, he's extremely elusive and does a really good job of running the football. So, you know, talk about him and some of the expectations for him if, in fact, he's your guy. Well, you know, we're really excited about Ryan. You know, he's a guy that brings a, a great skill set to the position. Um, but more than that, he brings a great temperament to the position. And as a former quarterback and as a guy who's worked with quarterbacks, uh, you know, as a play caller, that's what we look for more than anything else. You know, he's a guy that embraces the, the challenge of being the leader of the team. He's a guy that wants the ball in his hands in those pressure-packed situations. And he's a guy that our teammates look to, um, to to really be a leader for them. And so I'm, I'm really excited about his growth and development in the time that I've had with him. You know, he's a sponge for information. He wants to watch film. He wants to be a better quarterback. And I think he has a really bright future for us. And, you know, but 
But again, he's he's surrounded by a lot of really good players. We feel, and um, and I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take all the guys to come together, uh, really embrace this offense and what it's designed to do, uh, and it gives us a really chance a chance to be really uh, I think explosive on offense. Uh, and then again, the same thing on the defensive side of those guys really coming together and buying into Coach Street's philosophy of defense and, and getting after people on that side of the ball and giving us a well-rounded football team that gives us a chance to compete for championships. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned mentioned Stanley on offense. Who are some of the other guys, um, some of the names that, that, that jump out that you're expecting big things from? Well, you know, we're really excited about Chad Hunter, you know, our, our sophomore wide receiver. Um, you know, we just had Kadero Hodge, you know, who's an All-American there at Prairie A&M, who just recently signed a, a, a contract with the Los Angeles Rams. And, and Chad brings a lot of that similar skill set of having great body control, um, really elusive after the catch. I mean, a guy that attacks the football in the air, and I think that's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, we have a strong ground game returning with, with Devin Bowers and, and, and Ricky Henrillis, two guys who put up really good numbers last year, both rushing for over 600 yards. And, um, you know, those guys are returning. And, 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 you know, we have a veteran offensive line. You know, a lot of guys that we feel like can, can open running lanes and protect Ryan. So we feel like we have the pieces in place to have, you know, really good offense. And uh, But, again, you know, we're in a conference that's known for defense. So we'll, we'll see how, you know, our preparation stacks up against the wits of a North Carolina uh, Central or A&T or South Carolina State, guys who uh, over the years have been known to have, you know, top caliber defenses. Defensively, who, who are some of those guys? Well, you know, defensively, I think Jabril Hazley is a guy that, that of course, stands out. You know, he's our Mike linebacker. He's here with us for media day. Um, he's the quarterback of our defense, makes all the calls, gets everyone lined up. Uh, and then you have guys like Antonio Miller uh, at the defensive end, who's, who's our leading sack uh, producer last year. Orlando McKinley returning as a senior cornerback who led the team in interceptions. And uh, Terry Jefferson, you know, who's been a, a two-year starter for us at, at Nickelback. So, you know, we feel like we have a good nucleus of guys on the front end and the back end. Um, but, again, we, we feel like we brought in some good um, high school guys as well as transfers that will provide us that quality depth that we need to be su- uh, successful on that side of the ball. Florida A&M head football coach Willie Simmons. That's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Join us tomorrow as we're going to stay in the MEAC. We're going to stay in the MEAC. And as a matter of fact, the football season kicks off on August the 25th. 24 days left to the start of the HBCU football season. Have a great day. Count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. I know that it's difficult. I'm stacking this paper, it's sort of habitual. I blow the